Alexander Snitker, libertarian, Republican, and political hack, and Adrian Wiley, born-again anarchist and political has-been. Banter, blather, and joke about current events while attempting to figure out whether to keep trying to salvage our constitutional republic or just stock up on marshmallows to roast on the smoldering embers of society. It's time for Unattended Baggage. Why, thank you, Ledge. Hello, everyone in Podcastville or Internet Land or wherever you may reside. This is Alex, co-host, Unattended Baggage. Along with me is my radio life mate, the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Adrian, Chairman of Billy Research on Changing Logistics Committee, the Westchester Florida Guild of Professional Anarchists, Local Chapter 151, Hungover, Wiley. How are you, sir? Uh, exactly like you said, man. <laughs> I am hungover. Yeah, you are. And by the way, I'm the hungover one, but you keep slurring my intro worse and worse every week. You're getting really bad with that. Oh, I'm sorry. My bad. Yeah, it's uh, unacceptable. Well, I, I can't really say anything in response right now because I was talked to before I came to the show today. You were talked to? Yeah, I had a, a phone call um, from my mother okay. who wished me a happy birthday yesterday. All right, yeah, happy yeah, birthday. She, yesterday right. was my birthday. You know, the show, I was hoping I was going to be able to have a show on the 6th to have it on my birthday. However, you uh, denied me from having that. Yeah. So sorry that there you go there. But my mom did say she said as two things. One, my mom said that I needed to treat you better, that I was treating you too meanly. And I think she was afraid because I probably Patty. have so few friends that I was going to um, right. run one of my one of my friends away and lose my friend count <laughs> by like 50 percent. So um, she was I think she was concerned there. She also had a question for you, though, oh, and she said, what is the best... A lot best of pressure, Patty. I, I don't know if I can handle it today. <laughs> she asked, what was the best VPN to get? Uh, probably that is commercially available and easy would probably be NordVPN, and this is not a paid endorsement or anything like that. Probably should be. Probably ought to reach out to them and... Uh, what's that called? Endorsement. Yeah. Um... What was that? <laughs> Nord, Nord VPN. VPN. Okay, yeah. Um, because uh, basically, if you're looking for, it, it really depends on what you're looking for. If you're looking for the highest level of anonymity that you can have online, um, you want uh, what's called a no-log VPN, which does not log the traffic uh, that goes through their VPN. Essentially, a VPN is, is what you do is when you first connect to the Internet, the first hop that you make is to that VPN. And then everything beyond that, all your traffic beyond that, is essentially hidden by the, the, you know, the service. Um, so some VPNs will keep a log of that history. So, for example, you know, someone could go back and get that history and still find out what you were doing. You know? So if, if you're just looking for it for basic security, um, yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's it's good to use. But having said that, a, a VPN for the average person um, is really only about when you're going on public networks and things like that. Uh, if you're not concerned about your ISP knowing what website you go to, then there's really no reason to get a VPN. But if you are looking for anonymity and security, uh, NordVPN is probably the best commercial easy one. And they're and, relatively cheap, and they give us no money for you to say that. No, no, that's a that's a you know at least not yet unbiased assessment. Yeah. Maybe we'll get there. That could change. Yeah, uh, something else that came up. We'll get to, we'll get to this as well. Um, someone, uh, 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 somebody that is a listener of the show, Chris, 
Um, holy shit, I looked up Adrian's Wikipedia and I'd forgotten he made a presence at the previous Florida Sheriff's Conference. Um, if you don't kind of sort of mention this on the show tomorrow, you're a son of a bitch. <laughs> I still love you, but you're a son of a bitch. And then uh, okay, yeah, a couple happy face emojis. I love all you fucking listeners, but you're putting way too much pressure on me today. <laughs> I don't know if I can handle it. <laughs> so I wanted to make sure that we mentioned your... Uh, uh, which, that was the one that which, I think, which time that was the one when, in Daytona. I think was wh- what were we fighting the sheriffs because we fought the sheriffs on a bunch of things. Was that on the uh, TSA? I, yes, I yes. think it might have been the TSA. Yeah. Thing. All right. So this was, jeez, uh, when was this? Maybe 2012 or something like that. It's a long time uh, ago. Were you? I don't think you were with me on that one. Were you? No, I think it was. Isn't that the one where I got in the? Where I almost got in the fight with the guy out front you where he's trying to grab almost, his balls? You almost always get in a fight with. Oh someone. my god, I you know, do not. You know that that happens pretty much every day with you, so I I can't judge. I do you got a that. story about that, by the way. But. Uh, but yeah, so what we were basically doing is uh, this was when the TSA started the aggressive pat downs and the naked body scanners and things like that. So we went to the local sheriffs and told them, you know, they tried to get them to say in their jurisdiction, they can make the determination that the Department of Homeland Security is acting unconstitutionally because this would uh, these essentially, um, you know, are a warrantless search yeah. of, of your, you know, um, so the, the pat downs and the naked body scanners and all that were unwarranted searches and so we were trying to get the the sheriffs uh, uh to uh, respond to that and you know tell the the uh, tsa they couldn't do them in their county um and of course you know it didn't work and i we uh i don't remember all the details and it's you know it's it's particularly fuzzy right now but um the end result is essentially the sheriff's association sent us a letter saying basically we're not going to do that and and something about the uh, you know the supremacy clause in the Constitution says essentially that the federal government has a right to do whatever they want and you know just a shit answer. So we we didn't actually uh, accomplish anything on that, Chris. But you know we tried to at least bring attention to it and got a lot of news coverage on it and you know at least got some people thinking in that direction. So and honestly, <laughs> I got to say. Throughout, uh, you know, uh, my entire political career, probably your entire per- political career as well, Alex, is that's about the best we ever accomplished is got people thinking about things, uh, you know, because we never really achieved any of our goals. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, that's a fair assessment yeah. of uh, of our yeah, we did get people thinking. Yeah. Well, and, and here's the thing. We in did the long s- run, that's the most I will important say. Thing. No, well, hold on. I will say the other thing is, is that after your election for governor. For a little while, you scared the piss out of the fucking Florida legislature. Right. Yeah. Like, they had to start talking to us because of that. Yeah. Your quarter mill did something. Yeah. Which will never, I mean, at least in the, in the foreseeable future, will never be um, eclipsed as far as any libertarian candidate. Goes, you never goes know. State, goes I mean, statewide. all it takes is someone who is articulate and willing to put in the work, you know. If, if they can, that's really all it boils down to is, is being able to convey a message in a way that resonates with people and be willing to put in the work to do it. And it, it, that's the thing. It's, it's as simple as that. If, if you're willing to do those things and you have the ability to, you know, you don't even have to, because I'm not like the most captivating speaker in the world. It was you just, ain't lying about that. Uh, well, I'm a, I'm a decent speaker. But the, the point is, is that it if there's a huge number of people who are out there and quiet who think like you do, um, you don't have to be, you know, uh, 
I can't think of a name, Zig Ziglar or whatever, you know, the greatest salesman in the world or whatever. Yeah. You just have to be able to clearly articulate a message. Um, and then you get those people on your side and it just, you know, grows from there. So I, I wouldn't say that, that my record's never going to be eclipsed, uh, but, you know, it hasn't been yet. And we'll see. So I, I hope it ha- I hope it does. I mean, there's an know? opportunity this November for it to be eclipsed. But yeah, yeah, yeah possibly. So yeah, we'll see. But uh, yeah, so that's uh, what are we talking about? What do you mean? I, it, do I need to give any more information? I was about the. It was about the um, <laughs> folks. I am so sorry. This is not a bit. I am really, really hungover. I think this is going to be a good show. <laughs> I think it's going to be a good show. It was, uh, and just to give you a little background, it was uh, my son's bachelor party last night. Yeah, no strippers, by the way. No, no. I, apparently, that's not a thing anymore. It's like I, I kept saying, when are the hookers going to show up with the cocaine? And you know, um, that wasn't happening. No. And, and considering one of the guys there was a cop, that it, it probably wasn't going to happen either. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah, probably would have. <laughs> probably would have been fine. It's just, it's just a bunch but, of shit, though, man, that you're going to do a bachelor party and nobody's seen any titties. Yeah, yeah. There was, I'm upset about this. I was, really am kind of offended, to be honest with you. There was, I feel like it's a micro. I think there was only six of us. It was six or seven. Yeah, I so can't even count. Two, two strippers. Right. But, uh, yeah, we went through five cases of beer, a handle of bourbon, um, you know. Did some weed. I just, yeah. I didn't. I didn't puke though. Didn't. Good I, for you. I was. I was one of the only. Uh, one of the few uh, holdouts that uh, wasn't. Did, didn't get there. Yeah. Yeah. So. So my. Se- and it turns out. It turns out that I am still a stud at shotgunning beers. I'm still a stud at beer pong, uh, because you know. So. Uh, cornhole, not so much. You know. Not and, a big cornholer? And nobody wanted to play poker with me. They they wouldn't even let me sit up the table because they were all just like, no, we're not playing poker with you ever again. Because yeah. <laughs> I'm taking all their money every time we've ever played. So, you know, people just don't like to play poker with me. I don't know because you're not very good. So I've taken, I take I've you taken, every time. That is not true, <laughs> I've every, even remotely. Every time I've taken You've you. You've never, ever won. No, I've definitely, I've definitely won okay, against wait you. Wait a second. I, you're smiling right now, you. and you know for a fact you're full of shit. No, no, no. Because I've taken won against you. all your money. Not just so, taken some of your money. I have cleaned you out pretty much every time we play. No, that's not true. In fact, it gets to the point where I feel guilty. <laughs> like, no, don't don't go back in your my wallet. Mom's, my mom said don't to go be, back in your wallet. My mom said to be nice to you, and I don't understand why. <laughs> like, I don't understand after you listening to the I entire you, show why, why, why I shouldn't be mean to this motherfucker. Over oh, here. That's, that's just the truth. Man. All right, gotcha. All right, so, let me, so my Saturday that uh, was supposed to be with the show but ended it, up not being with the show because Adrian denied me that. Happy birthday, my friend thank you buddy i appreciate yeah, it, that this is uh 47 47 yeah wow you're so, fucking old dude. yeah no i am holy shit so here's what so here's what happened saturday though. so i decided that because i i was going out with my brother-in-law saturday to go to go to breweries and stuff friday night i decided i would do uber at night and do it all night long instead of hanging out with him obviously because we were gonna hang out saturday yeah so i will say that this was the first time and so from like one from midnight until Five, until six o'clock i was doing uber and this is the first time that any passenger or attempted passenger actually wanted to fight me oh really yeah nice. okay so i was at this okay I, I got a ping for a strip club called truth i think is what it's called mm, don't know it. it's it's a it's a shadier one kind of like over by the stadium but back in that area where there's you know some cd things going on back there over uh like heim's or Dale Mabry, that's like where all the strip clubs okay, are. Okay, so hold on, not Himes, 
not the not not the Heim side of Delmarva, the other side of Delmarva, where the Yankee Stadium is. Oh, okay, all right. So I didn't realize there's so many area. strip clubs back there. Oh, there's a bunch. Huh. There's a bunch. I'd say one, two, three, four. There's at least five yeah. that I know of. All right. So at any rate, so I get a ping for this strip club, and I pull up, and it, the park. There's cars everywhere, so there's no parking. So right. I just send a message saying I'm arrived. Dude calls me, and he's having a hard time with his phone, and I'm having a hard time hearing him. He's like, I'm over here getting food. So I'm like, all right, all right, I'll come over there. So I drive over there, and then I'm looking at and then where, so was, I, where was there? Just across the street, oh, but okay. like not the same street I was on, so I had to move. Right. So I go across the street, all right, I drive over there, and I look at the guy, and I kind of give him a wave, and he looks back at me, but he looks very angry back at me. And right. I give him a wave. So then I pull up a little bit more, and I stop, and I roll the window down, and I hear... This motherfucker here looking at me like, and he, he used the uh, used the the end bomb with it as well, uh, which I don't know why because I'm not black, right? But um, and I, I don't know if he was talking to me or not. So then he walks up to the passenger side window. I roll it down and I'm like, "Hey, I'm Alex. I'm your Uber driver. Oh, I know." <laughs> and I'm like, "I'm waiting on food." Well, how long is it going to be? And I, I how right. long is it going to be? Yeah. Well, how long do you need? Well, <laughs> you know, I'm just going to go ahead and cancel the order right now. Good. And I'm like, cancel. Right. And I, I put driver issue on this one, you know, or passenger issue and passenger behavior on this one. Yeah. And put passenger behavior and then drove off at that point. Because I wasn't going to get in a fight with a drunk guy anyway. Right, yeah. But like, what the fuck, man? Like, I'm here to pick you up, man. I ask a legitimate question, which is like, well, how long is it going to take? Now, yeah. here's the thing. I've asked plenty of people in the past because this, this situation happens frequently yeah i imagine right. and so and they're like how long is i'm like how long is it going to take and most of the time they go ah you know like five minutes something like that and then right. i go okay that's cool i'll right. wait yeah so but as soon as he was like well how long do you need like no 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 that's not that's the way not this works. works yeah so i'm like it, know, it, it's like how long did they tell you it was going to be yeah right like but he, he said it back to me like in a way he wanted to fight me yeah. right and I'm like, well, I'm not going to let you in this fucking car. No. Like, that, I'm thinking in my mind, like, we're not we're not doing this drive. Yeah. So I'm like, well, I'll go ahead and cancel. Good. <laughs> like, yeah. All right, dude. It's my birthday, motherfucker. This is how I'm going to get treated on my fucking birthday, right? Yeah. So I did that one. I did a couple other ones at night and stuff like that because, you know, it's really can be lucrative at night at certain times. But it was a lot of strip clubs. I actually did. An, I got a good idea. I got a good story as well because that wasn't really a story. So I'll give you another one besides your hungover. I can tell as many oh, yeah, stories tell as, as want. many stories as you want. <laughs> so I pick up these <laughs> guys here and nod. I pick up these guys in downtown Tampa and they are headed to a penthouse club. I don't know where that is either. Man, I got to I got to go see more Shore. titties. That's a penthouse club. It's actually a really nice club. Yeah. Look really nice. Yeah. Even the inside I don't think was I've nice been there. Yeah. So I I pick these guys up and they want to go to the penthouse club. And I'm like, all right, cool. So and they're talking in the back. I actually think they were had a little bit of money. Um and they were, you know, in the back talking. Guy asked if he wanted to if if he could charge his phone up. And he had I had an iPhone. He had an iPhone and I got an iPhone plug. So I plug his phone in and he, I put it in this seat thing in the back. Right. Like behind the seat is a like a like a thingy. Yeah. Right. Like a uh, pocket. Yeah. So I'm like, dude, just whatever you do, don't forget the don't forget your phone. Right. And he's like, All right, man, all right, man. I'm like, all right, cool. So I get him there, drop him off, and then I I I got another order like just a mile away. But I look back there. And I realized, oh, this motherfucker left his phone in the car. Right. God damn it. Right. So I pick up these other people. Now, I thought I was supposed to go a long way with these people, but I ended up having to go like a mile and a half, like basically back towards the strip club. Oh, okay. So I go, I go and I drop these people off back towards the strip club, and then I get another ping, and another ping was like at Miller's Ale House on uh, uh, 
Boy Scout or whatever that's called, the right. road that takes you to the stadium, right? Yeah. Which is totally on the way from the penthouse club. So it's like I can go to the penthouse club, then I can go pick those other people oh, up. Oh, okay. So that worked out well. So, yeah. So I stop at the penthouse club, and I get to the front door, and I'm like, hey, man, I got, I'm got i an Uber driver. Somebody just left this in the car. And they're like, no, nah, go on in, man. You know, like, again, this is actually a, a, a way to just to get into a strip club, actually. I right, think. yeah. Like, literally take one of your buddy's phones, turn on your fucking Uber app, and be like, hey, I got a, you know, thing. And right. you'll get in for free. Yeah. So I get in there and I look and I start and I start going around the entire strip club because I remembered kind of what they look like. Yeah. And it wasn't that long ago. Yeah. Right? So I kind of you know if you saw the dude again, you'd recognize. Yeah, him. yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. it was him and a buddy of his. I remember kind of the outfits that they were wearing a little right. bit. So I'm going around the strip club, basically running into strippers, ignoring them completely right. and moving them out of the way so I could just scan every <laughs> fucking dude's face in this fucking like, strip club, like right? Chick's giving a lap dive. You're like you lap dancing. You're like kind of moving her over to check out the dude. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I did. Uh, with a couple of them, I, with a couple of them, I like, I like peeked in, like I peeked in a little bit Yeah. and like, like you'd see the stripper's face and then right next to it was my fucking face. Right. right. So finally, okay, that's a good way to get in a fight too. Well, yeah, but luckily I was moving so quickly that nobody could, right. like nobody could be offended because by the time they were, I was already gone. Right. So I finally, and I go around the place once. I don't find him. I'm like, fuck, but there's he's here. Right. Like I know he's Unless here. He's in a VIP room or something. Maybe, but yeah. I, but I so I go back over and I find the two of them. They were talking to strippers, which was the greatest time to fucking talk to them because they weren't getting dances. They were just talking to strippers. Right. Yeah. And so I'm like, hey, Ethan or whatever his name was. He's like, yeah. I'm like, hey man, here's your phone. You left it in the car. Now, in the, when he first looked at me, he was he was drunk. Right. He was didn't recognize you initially. Didn't recognize me initially, and then everything and he didn't realize his phone was gone. Right. So everything started making sense. Right. And he's like, um, "Thanks, man. I, I, oh shit. Okay, cool. Right. And so he has this wad of money right. in his hand, and he's like, "Here you go, hundred dollar bill." Oh, nice. Yeah. Right. So gave me the hundred. In, in that situation, yeah. it's He had to. I, he I, had a wad of hundreds. Yeah. Like couldn't be making change and is sitting there in front of the stripper where tipping me a hundred bucks would actually help, in his mind, I think, help his cause with the strippers. Oh, probably, yeah. yeah. Well, no, I think his cause is already well cemented uh, with a wad of hundreds in his hand. Well, yeah, that's that, true, that too. That pretty much all that needs to happen yeah, yeah so he gave me the hundred and then i you know i gave him i gave his phone first and then he gave me the hundred and then yeah. i bounced out from there yeah well, but, that's a nice little tip huh hell yeah but it was it, a nice that was the biggest tip i've ever gotten well again you went so far above and beyond well yeah that's true yeah, yeah you know here's the thing here's my thought behind it yeah i was really close it was super convenient right and in addition to that like you know if you and again you wouldn't have this problem but other people would. Right. If you lose your phone, your access to so many different things that you do now is gone because your phone is the access. Yeah. And so it would be such a pain in the ass at that point that you you're just you're gonna be fucking miserable. Well, if I don't enter a code in my phone with every twenty four hours, it actually wipes itself. What? Yeah, if if I don't put in a, a certain code at least once every twenty four hours, it'll wipe itself. It's got a timer on it. Like a self-destruct function. Jesus Christ! No, I didn't that, know that, that, that was the thing. I'm making that shit up. <laughs> Why are you making that shit up? All right, so so, so, it, was fun. so I I picked the guy. It up. is fully encrypted though. Oh, I got you. Yeah. So I, you know, I give him his phone. He gives me the money, and I move on from there. And then you know, again, it was a pretty decent night. That was Thursday night, actually. Yeah. And so it was a pretty decent night. Well, yeah, because that was the, the the there's an artist called The Weekend that was playing at uh, Raymond James Stadium. Oh yeah, he's big. I guess so. I don't. I have no idea of any songs he sings. He's got that one song that you hear everywhere now. 
you know, oh. and I forget what it's called, but you know, if you heard it, you'd instantly recognize it. I got you. But after yeah. Saturday night, I'm a big fan of the weekend now. Yeah. Well, because I made a lot of money. Right. <laughs> like I had a $500 Thursday night. Oh, that's good. You know, like, yeah. oh, I'm a big fan of the weekend now. I even got a late start and I still made a bunch of money. So nice. Yeah. So at any rate, so that was my, uh, but, but my, oh, my Saturday, we ended up going to three breweries. Right. Or actually four breweries. Um, which it was a good time. It was a lot of fun at some of the breweries and stuff like that. Um, however, at the last brewery, Magnanimous Brewery, mm-hmm. which I actually think is should be, you should go there. Okay. It has the, the picture of it is this guy with this glorious beard. Oh, yeah. So I think you should go there. Um, but as we were sitting outside, there was this car. And this was off of like, um, like near 275 and I-4. But like in the, you know, like in the neighborhood down there. Yeah. You know how they got the one-way street going north and one-way street going south? I, I can't visualize it. I know you can't. Point. I know you can't. Yeah. Um, but at any rate, there was this car that was in an accident that hit a fence. Okay. And we were just... St- you, ever, you ever gone by one of these accidents and you just can't visualize how the car got in that position? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know right. what I'm saying? Like, how did you end up there? Yeah. yeah. So we, I was looking and I'm like... How the fuck did you end up this way, right? Right. And it was this, I think it was a gay guy, black guy that was gay. And how did you determine that? The shorts. Okay. Like you got to be gay with those shorts on. Like you got to be gay with those shorts uh, on. Boy, that's that's not, uh, you know, typecasting or stereotyping or anything like that, huh? Here's the thing. I honestly think there's a law that you're not allowed to wear those kinds of shorts unless you're gay. I actually think this is how gay people recognize one another is through the shorts. Now you you have to describe the shorts. What was so gay about them? They were very colorful. Right. They were kind of short. They weren't super tight, but they were tight enough in the areas in which they were like the package was really tight. Right. And he had a, like a he had like on a tank top on top of that. He was a bigger black guy, right? But like in shape, but just kind of walked gay. Yeah. So he just it looked kind of gay. A lot, a lot of potential factors there. So did you but, get his number? No, I didn't get his number. Oh. He wouldn't give it to me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but when we were there watching, and then the cop pulled up, I was like, "Oh, they're gonna fucking beat the shit out of this guy." And they're Why like, "Why would they beat the shit out of the guy? Because he's black." Well, not if he was just in a car accident and is, you know, standing there. Oh, well, they're just looking for a reason to beat him up. I don't think it's that aggressive, but yeah. But so we're watching this and we're like, is he going to beat him up? Is he not going to beat him up? Because the guy didn't look drunk. That's the thing. Like, he right. looked, because it was like, you know, three in the afternoon. Yeah. And the guy didn't look drunk. But at the same time, I was like, man, your vehicle does not look fucked up. You needed to just drive through and get the fuck out of there just so you wouldn't have to deal with the police. Well, he probably wants to make an insurance claim or something. Or maybe know. he's into cops. I don't know. Um, Who knows? Maybe he is a cop. Maybe there you go. it could be. Could yeah. be that too. But at any rate, so we were just sitting there watching that for a little while. Then we came. Then I went home. Came, went back to sleep for a little while, and then we went to Roos Chris for dinner, which is uh, oh yeah, glorious. You, you texted me something about that, and I um, how was that? Oh, it was good, man. It was good. Their steak does not fucking disappoint. By the way, like it was just you know, look if you've ever been to Roos Chris before, you cannot. You're not. You cannot touch the plate they bring you the steak on, right? The steak doesn't have anything. This plate doesn't have anything else on it but the steak. Right. But the steak is fucking sizzling when it gets to your plate, man. Yeah. And so I ate that fucking steak. I had some lobster mac and cheese. Had some of that, but I was, I wasn't anywhere near hungry enough. Um. So I saved that. So I got some for later, which I got. I still got some at the house. Which oh boy, that's gonna be some good nice. mac and cheese. Yeah. Oh yeah. That'll be nice. Got any steak left? 
fuck no. You don't uh, get it. Here's the thing, man. You don't get a whole lot of steak for that money. Yeah. You get really, really good steak, but you'll finish that shit. Yeah. Because it's like 54 bucks for the steak, and it's like well, not do even you, a, do you it's tell like them a, the it's cut? It's like a 10-ounce. Do, do you tell them the cut there? Because I like the steakhouses where you say, you know, I want a ribeye, and I want it, you know, inch and a half thick, and, you know. There's a lot of steakhouses you go to. You tell them the cut. Um, yeah, you could tell them the cut there, but yeah. I just got the regular filet. Yeah. But, but God, it was so fucking good. It just, mel- it just melts in your fucking mouth, man. Yeah. Like, it just fucking melts in your mouth. I don't think I've been to a Ruth Chris, but I was looking at our text because I, I vaguely remember you texting me that last night, and I responded with beef good. <laughs> yes, you did. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. All right. Not so- my most articulate uh, text ever. <laughs> I guess not. All right, so let's get into uh, let's get into stories here. We got some time here, so. All right. Um, you put placeholder for Sino-American War? What does well, that Well, that was earlier in the week when I thought, you know, it literally was meant to be a placeholder for some other title, but I never updated the, the title because that was earlier in the week when, you know, we, we didn't know what was going to happen with, uh, you know, was Nancy Pelosi going to get shot down or whatever. So she did go. She did to go. To her credit. Yeah. And then China started doing uh, like uh, uh, warfare. Uh, what do you ever, what the fuck you call drills? Yeah, drills yeah, and stuff all around the island. Yeah, basically, and then was putting missiles over the island, right? Because they were not happy with this at all. No, and um, so they've they've done some stuff. Yeah, I'm I'm really not sure about what China's real motivation is here. And it could be that they're like, all right, let's go. Let's do this invasion. We've been talking about it for, you know, since 1949. Yeah. Uh, you know, let's let's just get it done. Or uh, this could just be bluster because uh, Xi Jinping is starting to get some pushback from his own people over the banking issues and the, the all the lockdowns and everything. He's He's starting to piss off his people, finally, you know, by being a complete authoritarian. But... Um, you know, so maybe this is a little of that, you know, and I actually th- think that, uh, you know, part of Nancy Pelosi's uh, motivation in going there was to kind of start some shit with China to get some of the economic news off the front page here in the U.S., you know, so I, I think that this is a game of brinksmanship on both sides for wag the dog type of reasons which is the most dangerous by the way yeah and it it, and it it could topple over and if it does topple over uh yeah it's essentially it's it is world war three at that point because it won't be long just like when uh uh japan attacked us in world war ii at, at, at the attack on pearl harbor um it was that point where pretty much america said all right fuck it game on now we're we're at war with everyone and i think if that we were to go into a hot war with China, it would just quickly be, you know, okay, now China and Russia are saying they're pals, so now we're going to war with Russia too. You know, and it would be basically a complete East versus West war. Well, it's a know? good thing we got Sweden and Norway on our side now. Yeah, right. So that's good. Uh, that makes it actually for the Russian front, that makes a huge difference. Oh, know? well, so, there you go. Um, well, we've always had Norway, um, we uh, have uh, Sweden and Finland. Oh, Sweden and yeah. Finland. Now. And Finland is probably the biggest deal because they have a thousand mile border with Russia. So, you know, that's important. But uh, yeah, it's it's uh, I don't know where this is going. It it could just be uh, a bunch of posturing. It could just be political maneuvering, or it could be that uh, this is uh, the time that uh, China decides to go time. 
Yeah. You know, I, I think, and here's the thing, guys, I, I tell you, it's, uh, they've got two carriers in the area now. Okay. China does. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we have, uh, one full U S aircraft carrier, U S Navy aircraft carrier and two Marine carriers. And in, in the past, Marine carriers were not that big a deal because they were mostly just, you know, a, a couple of aviate Harriers and, yeah. you know, a, a bunch of helicopters. But now Marine carriers carry like 22 F-35s. Yeah. So it's, you know, that's a much more considerable force. Um, well, not to mention that all the troops that are in there. Yeah. And you've got, you've got those forces nose to nose right now. You know, shit can go ugly pretty quick. But... It, it's, Here's the thing: shit could go ugly off of a mistake. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And we are dealing with people that are in charge in office right now that are pretty much functionally retarded. Uh, on both sides, probably. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. I mean, I, I can't really speak for the Chinese, but I mean, they sound retarded. But like, you right. know, I know, yeah. I know, our side's retarded. Like, there's no getting around that one. Right. So I don't know what's going to happen with this, but it could be, it could go very, very badly, or, or it could be nothing. Right. One of the two. Yeah. A- again, it-, it could just be a whole bunch of uh, saber rattling to uh, to appease uh, each country's base. I mean, I really know? do hope that the Chinese don't fucking take over Taiwan. I would mm-hmm. hate to see that. You know. Yeah, that would be bad. I mean, you never want to see a uh, a freer country fall to a more totalitarian country. Well, yeah, especially know? one like China. Like China is like evil. They're yeah, they're just straight on totalitarian. Their government is yeah. Right. Their people are fine. But. Well, the thing about their people is they are not nearly as motivated to stand up for their freedom as people in the West, in you know the the West are. Yeah, yeah, because you talk about the porcelain, the porcelain, uh, yeah, that's, porcelain that, pots of ice to clay pots. Yeah, that always always struck me is how they think of themselves, and they, in part of their minds, they think that they're not worthy of that type of freedom. Yeah, you know, it's a strange thing. I just I well, because all the it. ones that did think they were worthy were killed off. <laughs> well, they're in Taiwan now. Yeah, or they're, or they're dead. <laughs> right. They followed uh, Chiang Kai Shek over there. You know. Yeah. So all right, so let's move on. So if that's not going to kill us, then we have the doom porn journalism versus uh, physics and computer science. Yeah the uh, the latest thing to worry about. Now, did we we talked about last week? I think. How fifty-two um, percent of Americans think they're in imminent danger every day? Yeah, we we did talk about that. Okay, good. I can remember um, the latest one I saw of this type of uh, you know fear porn that's going on is this is the headline: Earth is suddenly spinning faster than usual, and it can spell doom for us. Yeah. Okay. Fear porn. Right. Fear porn. Uh, I'll read a little bit if I can. I got to cover one eye. <laughs> It is no, that's not helping. It is well known that the Earth takes approximately twenty-four hours to rotate on its axis, but this established fact—it's fact—is seeing some major seismic changes, according to scientists. On July 29th, Earth completed a complete full spin uh, in about 1.59 milliseconds shorter than its standard time frame—23 hours and 56 minutes. Um, notably, this is not the first time that the blue planet has begun to spin faster. Atomic clocks have, however, recently revealed the Earth's rotation is rapidly accelerating. So what they're going is, you got to skip down a little bit, but what are the consequences? Now, here are the consequences they're saying of this 1.59 millisecond faster spin. Uh, according to reports, Earth's fastening, fastening rotation could have major consequences on atomic clocks, which are used in GPS satellites. 
it won't take into account the Earth's uh, changing rotation. This means GPS satellites, which already have to be corrected for the effects of Einstein's theory of relativity, will quickly become useless. Uh, so they're saying GPS satellites will become useless. Uh, apart from that, smartphones, computers, and other net other communication systems will render useless as they are synchronized with network uh, time protocol servers. Uh, since the clock progress changes from 2359.59 to 2359.60 before resetting to 00, a jump like this can crash programs and corrupt data. Okay, first of all, almost 100% of this article, except for the fact that the Earth is probably spinning faster, is complete and utter bullshit. And the fact that it's going to have any significant uh, effect on GPS is also bullshit. And uh, the way to do this, and I did some math, and honestly, I can't figure out this math right now. Um, but <laughs> I've just got fucking equations here and formulas. Um, but here's the thing. The average civilian GPS uh, ac accuracy is 16 feet. All right. Okay. This is going to reduce it, that accuracy, by four feet. So instead of being accurate to within 16 feet, it's going to be accurate to within 20 feet. And this is to, just until they adjust the clock, the atomic clocks. Which they can do. Which they can do easily. Like, yeah. it doesn't take a lot of work right. to do this. Uh, on military, uh, the average military GPS, because it's a du dual frequency, it's actually always ba bouncing off, uh, you know, two sets of satellites on two different frequencies, yeah. um, is 6.5 feet. And uh, so it will reduce accuracy uh, by 2.1 feet. And that is in a vehicle moving 2,000 miles an hour. So an aircraft, the fastest aircraft we have, okay, it's going to mean instead of having se essentially seven feet of accuracy, it's going to have nine feet of accuracy on an aircraft traveling at 2,000 miles an hour. <laughs> on a car, it's going to mean that it says turn right in 200 feet if you're traveling at 70 miles an hour, about three quarters of a second faster than it normally would. <laughs> <laughs> that is the and, and as far as the ntp the network time protocol um that's like you know uh, some guy at the naval observatory needs to make you know type type in one key of code and that problem will be fixed you know but they make it like it's all this doom and gloom shit you know it's like oh no gps well, because is gonna fear, work the, look the fear porn is very powerful and the other thing is is there's probably some people out there concerned that Oh, no, the Earth is spinning faster. Well, yeah, 1.59 milliseconds faster. A millisecond is one thousandth of a second. Yeah. Okay. So uh, that's how far it is. It's a little over one thousandth of a second spinning faster. Yeah. Okay. To put it in, in relative terms, 400 million years ago, how long was an Earth day? Take a guess. 24 hours. Six hours. <laughs> it was spinning that much slower then. Correct. Yeah. Oh no, 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 no faster. No, faster. It was spinning faster then. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And so then it slowed down. Yeah. Actually, the the general there's there's variations all the time in the speed of the Earth. Um, you know, um, but essentially, the Earth has been slowing down for four billion years. You know? Yeah. And the reason that it's slowing down is because of the moon. Essentially, the, the moon's gravitational tug on the Earth is, you know, causing that that transition of energy from the Earth to the moon. And it's essentially pushing the moon's 
orbit further out. So that's so the moon is the enemy. We should destroy the moon. We should destroy the moon. Yeah, yeah. Okay. We should do that, and then we would probably just end up spinning off somewhere else into space, and it would not be good. Maybe we'd end up crashing into the sun or be flung out. Into no, no. The, all they got to do is pass a law that says that we have to stay in right. orbit, and then we can just stay in orbit. But but the point of this, folks, is is if you start seeing more of this Earth spin crap, just know that the Earth spin changes all the fucking time. It's nothing to worry about, and it's not going to have any significant effect on any of the technology that we have. Yeah. Yeah. So, and uh, you're not going to lose yeah, your just, uh, your your Pac-Man game, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. Your your car is not going to drive Can, you. Well, your crush will still work. Your car might still drive you into a lake, uh, but that's because the AI hates you, not because of uh, the Earth is spinning 1.59 milliseconds faster. Yeah. Yeah. Like you got to understand so, your enemy, and your right. enemy's not the spinning Earth; it's the AI. Yeah. So, but yeah, it's, it's, it's AI could have generated this in order to take us off of looking at AI as the enemy and th- in a way possible. to distract. I'm sure the scientists use AI to figure out this measurement. So maybe, maybe they're just fucking with us. You it know? could be. But the bottom line is, you know, you, you hear so, so much of these quasi scientific articles and they seem on the surface like something to be very concerned about. But remember, folks, you know, everything you think that is a fixed value in life. You know, everything you understand about the world is not fixed. A day isn't fixed. A year isn't fixed. You know, I mean, 200 million years ago, there were 400 days in a year. Yeah. You know, or 450 days in a year, something like that. It's like these are variables that are constantly changing. And the only difference. They do so very slowly, though. They do so very slowly. The only difference now is we have the technology to measure these minor variations that are happening all the time in these systems that we thought for so long were like cut into stone. But now we realize yeah. that it's all variable. Well, and the purveyors of the fear porn will use the lack of information that right. you have against you right. when it comes to presenting this data and then going, oh, my God, we're all going to die. Yes, yes. And, and that is really the thing. But I don't know. That was like the smartest thing I've ever said just now. Uh, you've said smarter things than that. But, you know. I was up there, though. Oh, okay. If, if you want to pat yourself on the back over that one. <laughs> yeah, I do. But, uh, yeah. It's, I, I think it's more the journalists, though. Because I think some of the scientists have an agenda to get it out because then it gets more coverage and you know to put so so some of the scientists do have an agenda is spinning it a certain way so that it does get you know them more notoriety but the journalists basically either they're just porning the fuck out of it or they don't really understand enough to to make a you know coherent uh, conversation on it so but yeah i'm still not sure what all those calculations i put in there are they mean something but i don't know what but anyway I got you. All right, so let's get into the next thing. Info Warrior might be headed to Prison Planet. And so what happened was is that the Sandy Hook families sued Alex Jones for like $150 million and have now settled on they have to he's got to pay $45.2 million more because of his what they're calling Sandy Hook lies. Now, I, I, look, I didn't understand this one. I still don't understand this one. Look, because he said it was an inside job, why does that give these families the ability to... Oh, no, no, no. He said way more than that. Yeah. Um, this is an exorbitant verdict, uh, and it's just ridiculous. But what he said should have consequences um, because he literally said that um, the children never existed. 
that nobody died there and that the parents were crisis actors. Yeah. And so that's why. Like I was listening at the time and I don't remember this. Yeah. He said all that. He did. Everybody, you know, so many people were saying, I, I got so sick of everyone with all the crisis actors and the Boston Marathon bombing was crisis actors. And see, look, that's not a real leg blown off. Yeah, that's a fucking real leg blown off. Yeah. You know? Yeah, no, I got I, you. I mean, that's the thing that people go so far down a rabbit hole that they don't understand how impossible it would be to fake something like that. You cannot fake something like that because that elementary school is in a town where hundreds and hundreds, if not thousands of people, know who goes to that school. Hundreds or thousands of people know those kids that died. They know the parents. They watched them grow up. And if you had a situation where there was a school shooting and it was all fake kids and crisis actors, the people who actually attend that school and the parents in the community would go, wait, who the fuck are these people? We, we don't, I don't know that kid. Yeah. You know, it, it would just be, that would happen almost instantly. Yeah. And there was, there is no way you can see it. That, that's a thing about all of these big conspiracies that, you know, require so many people, you know, the earth is flat. We didn't land on the moon. All those type of conspiracies would require so many people to be in on it. I mean, literally thousands, hundreds of thousands. In the case of the earth being flat, the entire world population would have, would to, have be to be in on it. Everybody except you is in on it. Well, yeah, those in the, in the right. other flat earthers. <laughs> yes, exactly. So, but my point is, is, is when you have something like that, and I can understand you know, from a parent's perspective who lost a kid, that for someone to come out and say, yeah, your kid never existed and you're just a fucking actor, I mean, yeah, that's, you know, you can say what you want, but there are civil consequences to it. Yeah. You know, but again, 4.5, million is a little fucking over the top. Frankly. I mean, they're trying to take him out. Oh, Totally. Totally. This now, is I don't know how much money punitive. he has. He, I don't think he has $45 million But I don't think he's got $45-something million. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think he's, there might have been a time he did, but uh, that was before he got cut off from all his income streams. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So um, now. But hang on. Are you getting to the, the other interesting part of this case? Yeah. Okay, the phone good. records, right? Yeah. Yeah. So in another part of this case is that the um, they uh, uh, Alex Jones's attorneys sent over text rec- records of Alex Jones that are very big. Okay. They didn't actually send them over. These attorneys, oh, God, and I've, I've seen actually attorneys do this before um, in the discovery process. They essentially just put everything into their Dropbox account, like all their stuff, and didn't take the time to sort out all the stuff that was attorney-client privilege, mm-hmm. you know, Um so essentially they gave them and if you're going to bring up something in trial you have to disclose it to the opposing party that's yeah. part of the discovery process um but if it was all stuff that they had no intention of bringing up in trial then that is privileged information um and so they just put everything in the dropbox so in there in all these text records is of course Alex Jones on January 6th at the Capitol and everyone that he was communicating with and, you know, the directions he was giving out and all that stuff, 
So that's going to be really interesting. I wonder how many people that's going to, uh, you know, expose who he was actually in contact with. I really yeah. want to see these texts. I do, too. I yeah. really, really, yeah. really well, want I'm, to see these texts. I'm sure we will because the January 6th committee has subpoenaed them. Yeah. Well, I hope that they make him a matter. Here's the thing. I actually think, okay, if they're made public, right, then it will be to damage Jones. But if they're kept private... It will be that Jones actually was trying to do something good, and they don't want to expose that. Correct. Like yeah. it's going to go one way or the other. Well, I think no matter what, even if if it looks, even if it comes out looking pretty good for Jones, um, they're going to cherry pick some things and release them anyway. Yeah, they may try to do that. Yeah. I just hope that they. Here's the thing: I if they do that and cherry pick it, then I hope Jones, in response, puts them all out. But what if if they have a situation where he was like communicating with people in the White House? Yeah, you know, that's all going to be part of a criminal investigation. Yeah, yeah. And I do think at this point there will absolutely be a criminal investigation and, and probably a prosecution of Trump. Yeah, you know? yeah. So, um, well, don't tell, don't tell that to the people at CPAC. Oh, why? What's going on? I don't know anything about that. All right. So again, this is down in the notes a little bit more. We'll go to the Trump area down in the notes. But um, Trump had won the latest CPAC straw poll that they just had. Really? He beat DeSantis? He beat DeSantis. No and shit. And he did it very convincingly. No shit. Yeah. Wow. Like, it was bad. Hmm. Go figure. Hang on. I don't I'm even get that. I'm trying to move this fucking thing, but hang on. There we go. So, yeah, so Trump beat him in CPAC with more than two-thirds of the vote. So, two-thirds went to Trump. Hmm. He won 69% of the vote. DeSantis had 24% of the vote. Wow. So... That well, maybe maybe among uh, the CPAC attendees, uh, Trump is more appealing. But I I would think that uh, DeSantis is more appealing among rank and file Republicans. I would imagine that yeah. that is the case. But first, but you know what that's going to do? That's going to fucking drive DeSantis even further down the social conservative, uh, you know, uh, agenda. The rabbit hole. Yeah, yeah, it's it, yeah, it just now there that were, guy's fucking up left and right. Here's man. the thing. So now you also put in here that uh, an article that you did from Yahoo News is that Trump had a chance to kill Al Qaeda's leader, but didn't because he didn't recognize the name. A report says, yeah, <laughs> that is that is the story. Um, I, I don't know where you're at. You must have jumped down. Somewhere. I, I moved. I moved all the Trump stuff just below the prison planet stuff. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm still having a hard time finding. Oh, okay. Because you're, <laughs> you're still drunk. I'm not still drunk, but ooh, this is difficult. Um, yeah. So apparently, he wanted to kill. Um, even though they said they had uh, Al Zahiri, uh, Al Zarahiri, I think it. And you know, the funny thing is, is when I saw that they uh, they killed this dude, I thought for sure he was already dead. Mm-hmm. Didn't you think that too? I mean, it kind I of. I didn't know for sure, though. It, you know, it, it, for some reason, <laughs> all the names sound the same to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what I'm wondering. If sorry, <laughs> did, did they kill a guy named Al Zakari or oh, Al Zakari sure or something I, there, like there's that? There's always somebody with that fucking name that gets killed by us. Yeah, yeah. But uh, this dude, I, I you know, I remember him. It's I, like killing he, somebody named Bob in America. <laughs> he's very recognizable. Uh, but yeah, so Trump didn't recognize the name, so he's like, "Why would we kill that guy? That's, that's not going to play well. Why don't we kill Osama bin Laden's son?" And that's what he wanted to do. He wanted to track down and kill Osama bin Laden's son, you know, because it's you know, it's just the way that dude's mind. He is such a fucking mental child, man. It's just unbelievable. But what's interesting is they killed this dude with a uh, 
a missile that instead of having a, an explosive charge um, explodes right before insect uh, insect impact with flying blades. Oh my god! Yeah, you didn't hear this? No, no. Yeah, so uh, essentially, what a what, fucking way to go! Yeah, what this what this missile does, and it's designed to you know reduce collateral damage. So yeah, they hit them on a balcony of a building, um, and uh, it it you know it explodes, and these you know like I don't know how long they are, like four foot long blades go flying out in all directions, and and basically they just you know cut cut them into pieces, you know. Oh fuck! Yeah, yeah. That's a nasty fucking drone right there. Yeah, it's it's a uh, it's well not it's not a drone. Oh, it's, nasty it's like missile. a Hellfire missile. Hang on, let me let me see what that. I can't remember what that thing is called. I'm gonna look that up. A uh, knife missile. Uh, yeah, it's the R9X, also known as the Ninja Bomb. Uh, was developed under the Obama administration and said to lack an explosive charge, equipped with, uh, equipped with six blades that deploy before impla- impact. It shreds its target without any blast effect. God damn. <laughs> right? <laughs> During the Obama administration, they made that yeah, motherfucker up, yeah. right? Well, that's, it was specifically designed for this purpose. So they, you know, if they knew that, like, they had a, a exact location on a terrorist target, but he was hanging out in a village or somewhere where there were a lot of non-combatant civilians yeah. around. They could just say, "All right, we're just going to throw a bunch of knives right at you, <laughs> you know, from space <laughs> or from a, a, a ship, you know, eight hundred miles away." You know? God damn, though. Right, uh, just you're fucking crazy, man. Holy shit! Right. All right, so uh, let's get into this other part here. So, um, I, there's been a lot of primaries that have been going on. And this is one that I, I wanted to talk about here. Carrie Lake cried foul at election results. Then she started winning. Right. So when the initial votes in Arizona started rolling in Tuesday night and Carl Lake was trailing, yeah, Carrie Lake was trailing, she and her fellow MAGA allies resorted to familiar election night tactic. They cried foul. But overnight, Lake made up the ground she'd lost to Karen Taylor Robson, her main rival for Arizona's GOP nomination for governor. Now on the cusp of winning the hotly contested primary, Lake and her allies find themselves squirming to explain how the election she was on track to win was still somehow as corrupt and fraudulent as it already claimed it was. <laughs> it is going to be interesting to see how they try to try to wiggle out of this one. I don't think they're going to. Look, here's the thing. They don't have to. What do you mean? They're just going to say this time it wasn't, you know, it, it, we won despite the fraud. Yeah, probably. Because that's, that's what they're going to do. Look, from now on, if you lose an election, it's a fraud. If you win the election, then it was fair and square. You know what? Oh, right. Of course. That's oh, that's precedent has already been set. Um, but uh, it would be funny if they actually still won and called for an investigation just to kind of cover their asses. I mean, if they were in election- knowing, knowing that there was there was never any fraud either direction to begin with. If they, they were intellectually honest, they would, but they're not. They're right. not gonna. I mean, again, it's one of these things where when you cry fucking, when you cry foul all the time, right. then, you know, what are you going to do? Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> oh, it shit. just pisses me off, man, to no end. Now, something else, there, there was another thing that came up, and I didn't, I, f- I forgot to put this in the show notes, but I posted about it. So let me, I got to go find the article, but there was an NPR article, uh, pro-Trump activists. Oh no, no. Did I put it in there? I might've put it in there. Swamp election. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did put it in there. So I read this article and here's the thing about NPR that I actually will say that I kind of like a little bit. And 
what I like about it is they still have to put some of the facts in here. Right. Because, you know, they started pro-Trump operatives are flooding local officials with public records requests to seek evidence for the former president's false stolen election claims and to gather intelligence on voting machines and voters. Now, here's the thing. The first part, that sentence in and of itself is an opinion. Don't get me wrong. I do think that the first part about the stolen election claims is really what they're claiming to do. But to gather intelligence on voting machines and voters... Eh, no, I've that's actually, a little bit of, no, a little weird. No, I've I've heard a lot of Trump supporters talking about, uh, you know, how one of the ways that they quote unquote steal the elections is uh, the you know voting machine uh, hacking and that sort of thing, which is entirely plausible. I, those things are fucking incredibly easy to hack, but you have to have access to them individually. So, you know, it's 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 easy in theory but difficult on a grand scale in practice. But they're making it sound like they're trying to find out information to game the system for themselves, uh, which I don't think that they are. I didn't. Um, eh, yeah, I, you, I, get, I could see how you could read it that way. I didn't necessarily take it that way, but yeah, maybe. So let me know. read the, let me, let me, the next part of it, though. Um, uh, the Maricopa County Recorder's Office in Arizona, an election battleground state, has fielded 498 public records requests this year, 130 more than all of last year. Officials in Washoe County, Nevada, have fielded 88 public records requests, two-thirds more than in 2021, and the number of requests in North Carolina State Board have already nearly e- equaled last year's total of 229. Now, I want to say this part in response here. You went and found the most most egregious examples that you could possibly find. And this is what you came up with. And this is pathetic. If you know the numbers, this is totally fucking pathetic. And the reason it's pathetic is because that's not really that much more. And most people are looking for a lot of the same shit. There's only so much information that you can do when it comes to elections. Right. So a bunch of those requests are asking for the same shit. So you only have to do it once and then give it to whoever wants it. That's not necessarily true. It's, it's not. And and I'm speaking literally as someone who fulfills government records requests. I, yeah. I do it a lot. Okay. Um, so the, the, the searches themselves, the records requests themselves are usually very specific. Uh, I, I don't know how it works in election uh, results because I'm not doing ever election results, I'm, I'm, but I'm doing communications and things. Um, so it's hard to say whether those requests will be could be repeatable and they're probably very time consuming for the people who have to do them but that's the fucking government's job i mean you know guess yeah. what you you got to do that so now now the surge in re- the surge of requests is overwhelming staffs that oversee elections in some jurisdictions fueling basis a uh, baseless voter fraud allegations and raising concerns about the inadvertent release of information that could be used to hack voting systems according to dozens of elections officials interviewed by Reuters now that's not necessarily wrong either it's not necessarily untrue here's the thing though are they overwhelming the staff because they're not staffed appropriately no not I guess yes, they are. Look, if you make a public fucking records request, then you got to be able to handle it. No, you base it on what you normally think you would need, and if they're getting twice as many as they got last year, so or, they got to staff up. Then, yeah, exactly. Okay. They, they do. They, that would be one thing that they should do. Is if hey, we're going to get this many records requests, we need to hire somebody to fulfill them. You, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So again, I'm not disagreeing with you, but I can also understand how this would overwhelm the staff yeah. because they're, it's it's challenging to to 
pull this information, especially depending on how they have the information stored. Now, here's the next part. Republicans and Democrat election officials have have said they have considered some of the requests an abuse of freedom of information laws meant to ensure government transparency. Now, here's the thing. Yeah. Freedom of Information Act is Freedom of Information Act. If you disagree with it, it's not abuse. Right. Like, just fulfill the fucking request. Uh, like, yeah. You're, you're trying to claim that you're the victim here when in all reality, you're just not doing your job. Uh, and I completely agree with that. Even knowing what a pain in the ass these records requests can be, that's your fucking job. Exactly. Yeah. Whether you agree or disagree with the right. person, no matter what, the job is the job. And if exactly. you don't do your job, you're fueling the conspiracy. Yeah. Yeah. So records requests face uh, facing many of the county's 8,800 election offices have become volumeless and daunting since the 2020 election, says Ken Wyman, head of the election security at the Federal Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency, CSIA. Last year, when she left her job at Washington Secretary of State, the state's top official, uh, our office after a two-year-long backlogs of record requests. So you got two years worth of fucking records requests that you haven't fucking fulfilled. Right. And you wonder why these people are yeah. mad? Hire somebody. Hire people. Yeah, exactly. What the fuck is wrong with you yeah, fucking people? There's no excuse for that. And there's no excuse uh, for, I think it was that woman in Alabama that they actually started to charge her with harassing government employees because she put in too many records requests. Yeah. Now, again... I can totally relate how to how fucking annoyed those government employees are having literally one specific situation where the same person keeps making the same records requests over and over and over again for just slight variations on the same thing and and 99% of the stuff that that you know they've captured I've already sent them a dozen times. You know what I'm saying? So it is very fucking frustrating. It's less frustrating for me because I'm getting paid no matter what, and I don't give a shit. It's like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm just billing the city for it. But the the fact is, is that it's, I, I can certainly understand how people get frustrated. But when you start saying, well, it's that person's making the request fault, and we need to do something to them. That's when you've crossed a line. That's fucking. That's wrong. when you're feeding fuel in a fire. Exactly. Like if you're not fulfilling these. Here's the thing. If the election was so goddamn up, up and honest as you're claiming it was, then you should have zero issue. Not only should you have zero issue, you should want to actually fulfill these requests to prove right. that it wasn't there. Exactly. And if you're not doing that, then something is fucking smelly. Now it could be that you just don't want to. It could be that you just don't want to. Um, do your job and you don't view yourself as a public servant, that you view yourself as the one in charge and that they should listen to you. However, that's how you got it all fucked up. Right. That's how you don't understand yeah. what your fucking job is. Start doing your job elections officials and start fulfilling these public records requests or fucking quit your job. One of the two. Yeah, I, I prefer the latter and I prefer that literally every person in government does it simultaneously. Yes, Let's we could go with that. Abolish government altogether and our world will be much much better than it is but uh my my friend uh we are uh, just about out of time in the first hour uh you want to give us a rundown of what we might hear in the second hour for uh, those uh government sucks at math but awesome at extortion the people yeah. of walmart florida man editions sometimes you got to give trump a tax credit when it's due uh libertarians are now on only fans and the irs is coming for you and the black four star general's first uh post will be revealed <laughs> so if you want to hear that and much much more go to patreon.com forward slash unattended baggage and we'll see you on the other side